You're listening to the Potato Candy Network. Hello and welcome to Blank Scenario. I am Marie, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. I'm Casey Grumpyoff. I am Emily Darkling. I'm Sasquatch. <laughs> Enjoying your tea over there. Sir Isaac. Today's show is brought to you by... I did not look at what tea this is. <laughs> Tea. I think it's just like a spice tea. I don't remember what the no, brand is. No, it's not a spice. Is. It's like a black Damn, whatever tea you have, it's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsor who's not listening. Hey, that's not depressing at all. <laughs> hey, anyway. <true> sponsor. <laughs> Technically to our only supporter. Yeah. Provides us with Our most everything. consistent. We love you, Carla. <laughs> and Pam, who's not listening. Anyway, so this is inspired partly by watching John Wick and also the idea of just racing in general. Because mm-hmm. every time they get a new car, it's like they like do U turns, and it's like the loudest noise possible in the <laughs> until, movie. Until we get to electric, can you can you do that impersonation of a car squealing again? No, I'll just cut it and send it to you. As a Please sip. do. I, that's a new ringtone. Whenever I get a text oh, message from my wife. I, so anyway, so the idea of racing with the idea of Fast and Furious. So you have the idea of drag racing. Yeah, where you have everyone gets their cars out, they go into a, like a street in the middle of nowhere, and they race till the cops show up. Yeah. What if you have a town that's been having that going on? However, we don't have cars, so we have to have chari- so you have chariot street racing. So it's just chariot racing, but it's illegal because it's on the streets, and they're not really following racing rules. Illegal chariot street racing. Yes. Why not just horse racing? Well, chariots you can do the um, the drift with. So you it's can more do, dangerous. You can do that with a horse too. You just run them really fast, and you break them, and you train them to hold. Yeah, their legs but it's easier. Play. You can actually like if you watch any game with chariot racing, because Casey, you played through the Assassin's Creed one. Yeah, and they actually you can drift, and the cart will slight, yeah. slightly come off the ground. So you can actually drift in a chariot. Yeah, you can't go so, any faster than twenty five miles an hour, but you feel every bit of that twenty five miles. But I an mean, hour. if you think about, it, you can get magical horses, magical saddles. You can amp up your horses. You could do all kinds of stuff to make your. You could get non-horses to race with centaurs there's so many oh that's all the thing there's so many often like so chariot racing on a town that's and it's illegal so whether your party is stopping it or getting involved yes isaac so the the point of this is the the having chariot races that's what you're going for okay so i ran a one shot uh during christmas break that was in the aisles the premise was that there were four entities and these entities were um, ones of protection and the concept was this was essentially insurance companies there was a deity that was a lizard there was a deity that was a uh, patron who was in a white apron there was a deity that was uh, sort of a uh, very neighborly Neighborly kind of home, State home, Farm. Home, yeah, so we've got yeah. Geico and State Farm. I don't know about the apron. Well, then, Progressive. then, oh, gotcha. then they they were hired though by a new uh, deity market that was there in the field, and the whole concept was they had to do something with nefarious and or deal with something nefarious. And the concept of that deity was he was a general, and the agent was a paladin who looked like Shaq. Yes, he did this. What they had to do, though, was every year to, it it was kind of a marketing campaign, they had to prove the the efficacy of their deity's protection over travelers and their vehicles and whatnot. So there was a gauntlet that you had to get your cart through, 
and someone died and that's not supposed to happen so anyway that that was the whole side story if you want well, this has been blank scenario <laughs> no 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 it was so, fun it worked what you what what i would do with it what what i would like to have is these are sponsored by specific deities There, there's there's so much you can do with this, but if if we're going to have one about racing, I want to lock in <laughs> that there's a correlation between your who you worship, where you go to church, and what you do. I so, like that idea because then you have the gnomes that don't worship anyone. That's like we have our cart. What's your cart? Science, and it's a horseless <laughs> cart. They built a horseless carriage essentially. Uh huh. That's our story prompt right there. Yeah, they're breaking so, in to this yeah, you, forbidden you, thing. You could either be the PCs building this thing that are gnomes trying to break in, or you could be assisting them because they're breaking the rules of this chariot race we by need, introducing science. We need a science. racer who's of a religious bent, so we can at least say it is sponsored by a god, but there's no horses. That's not the problem here. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> we, can, you, we can get around this. What do you worship? <laughs> Speed. <laughs> Snort. <laughs> That's whenever you get the speed. <laughs> so I, I would, I'm not opposed to taking this on like, you know, this, this is under the books. This is not something we're legally supposed to be doing, but I would very much have this be a giant event that happens and you just use that as the setting of people are coming from all over the place to Moss Eisley to watch the pod race. Are we locking it in that it's illegal? I think. I'm, I'm good was- with either one. I would say it's not that it's necessarily illegal. It's just, it is, this is not sponsored by the city or any official organization. This is something kind of like under, like on the streets, people talking about this once in a year event that happens. Everyone comes in with their decked out chariots. All of the, like, the paladins who are not sponsored by their church, but and they're very obviously paid for chariot by the church, have come to race. And the city's like, it's it a normal us day. Money. We're okay. not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I have and an just idea. People who are like in offices are like, we're just taking vacation that day. We're not working. Don't burn the city down. So it's not illegal. It's just it's not sponsored, and everyone turns a blind eye. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we we may end up cutting this section. I'm going to preface this by saying we are not anti-religion here. <laughs> no. What if the town that this takes place in does not know what their major religion is? And every year they have this race to decide, or every decade they have this race to decide what deity they're going to worship. (laughs) So there's high stakes for them, which includes if your party has any kind of paladin or cleric or warlock in it, that immediately they are going to be pushing for their deity to be the one that wins this race. Because that deity is going to be the one that this group decides to worship Mm. moving forward. Which then, if we introduce our science group, <laughs> that just completely throws a monkey wrench into the works and adds a bit of story because the science people are saying, this religion has slowed us up for too long. We need technological advancement. Let us worship science for the next 10 years. Science! <laughs> yeah! That would be interesting because even, or even like there's almost like a stipend, like there's a reward that is offered by this like unknown committee. You become racers. the leader of the church, the leader of the revolutionary new way of worship yeah. if, if you win 
Awesome. You're my the church, oracle. My church is faster <laughs> than yours. <laughs> Your church is like, hey, so we need you to race in a non-sponsored car. Why? Because we need the cash refund to refurbish our building. Like we we need we need that reward to make our building nice so people come back here. Let's just make this election based every four years. <laughs> yeah, I like they that. have. I want to make this. We're going to make this a stock cart race. Four and three quarters. Like everybody gets the same stock cart. Four four and three quarters. And it's a stock cart. It's not a chariot. So they can build self-driving carts and have... The wizards are putting speed spells onto the tires. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a warlock and they worship some sort of evil being... Like if you wanted to have another way in, it's there. there's a warlock. You are... you. Your power comes from this deal you have to enter the race. And you're trying to get people, the the demons trying to get more people to worship them. There's so many ways you could go with this. Okay. So yeah. let's lock in then that this is a... Religious, is it religious race. What, what is it? Where Four and three quarters. That's um, how often it comes around. Yeah. I'm tr- there's a word for if it's, it's not like every year, but semi-annual. it's consistently. Biannual. I guess. I'm, I'm going to go semi-annual just because I think that's close I can get. Semi-annual event that happens that the city turns a blind eye to, but everyone gets involved in still. And I want to lock in the second point then. The only requirement for the race is you have a stock car that is a size and has wheels. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But the wheels don't have to... That's the, the wheels can do nothing. You just have to have a car of a specific size and wheels. You can do whatever else. You can have a horse. You can have mechanics. You can have feet attached to it. So they could build anything out this else. impossible machine and just tack the wheels onto the side yeah. and the wheels do absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's the only requirement. Okay. You officially said and locked in that this is non-sponsored? Um, yeah, it's officially okay. not sponsored, but people still get involved. Officially, non-officially. Yeah, the church has no actual specific connection to it, but they're still sending a paladin into race. Okay. You can't prove we were involved. Pretty much. Like, if your paladin decides to race, that's on them. We can't really control what they this do. This is a illegal thing, but the mayor attends it every single time. <laughs> the the, the, um, the chief of police conveniently takes vacation that week. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just here to make sure n- no law is broken. There's nothing in the rule books, yeah. but I mean, as long as you're not murdering, killing, so on, so forth, we're yeah. good. And like you said, Emily, it's good for business because people are coming in, they're going shopping, yep. hotels are filling up. So what are our so, what are our three that we have right so now? So you have a citywide chariot race. I guess is the first one. All of the major religions and organizations participate, but it's all unofficial. And then the requirement for the car is it is a stock car. Of a specific size with wheels. But the wheels can do absolutely nothing. And people have broken that. I'm just. I really want the warlock group of like. We worship Cthulhu. Yes, and just tentacles pop out of the cart. And just start walking. So I have a thought here. <laughs> That's very much you. I wonder if you couldn't make it. Just to keep it interesting. If you couldn't make it about the prize for this. What is the prize for this race that they want? Because I'm inclined to think of. NPCs where they had the piece of the bridge from the Grand Quest that they could get if there wasn't something along those lines that for the winners, they get this. So if your party wants to assist somebody to have it, if they don't want it themselves, or if your party is determined to get it, if you want to throw this in as a part of your main campaign. They become the mayor. Well, they find this magical artifact that allows them to undo something in the last 10 minutes. That's a pretty powerful artifact for a group that might be going into death situations. It it really could fit to whatever you needed it for your party at the time. I, I would 
I would also try and attach something that would be constant, like you absolutely do get this glory that's significant for whatever your cause or religion is. Mm-hmm. You you get this pot, perhaps, mm-hmm. that's a, a, a huge amount of money that all the entry fees put together. Um, and then add something like a piece of the bridge like you're talking to to keep the party interested. But there there could be something really, really big. It could be maybe a, an entire plane of existence or something for your deity to work with or, or you know, kind of like a pocket workshop or pocket dimension. I think the one thing to keep in mind is that if this is not sponsored by the city, it can't be something directly affiliated with a legal process. So you can't get a knighthood out of it. You can't get lordship out of it if the city isn't... If this is so, not sponsored, it needs to be something that the you know racing general has set up and said here's all this cash and here's this artifact that we have here's what i would say this is not a sponsored event that said as i said before the mayor shows up every single time this event happens Mm -hmm. the mayor is a huge fan of these races and because it's unofficial he can never join them but he is a bit of a fanboy so it is well known amongst the racers that if you win this race you will essentially have the ear of the mayor for the foreseeable future until the next race occurs. That'd be really good. And that would be part of the prize within itself, that you essentially become an advisor for the foreseeable future, at least until the next race. So do you want to lock that in? Uh, Yeah. You become an advisor. Yeah, so you get the ear of the mayor. I think then having it being where you get this prize money, you get maybe a nice little artifact or like a weapon out of it, and then knowing there's a political gain as well makes sense for a lot of the organizations to compete otherwise the cash is nice but we can't do anything so the person racing then is like okay i'll race in this for you and and when i win i will donate all of this prize money and i get to keep this and you know i'll hang out for four years and i can like give you an ear at the mayor for a bit yeah because he'll want to talk to me because i won that for me that fits in with that earlier idea of it becoming the main religion that may be the reason why if you've got the ear of the mayor everything about you he's going to try to push towards mm-hmm. so no matter what deity you're following well obviously that's the reason you won was that deity and i mean your ability to drive and you i mean it's that's the whole package that's amazing mm-hmm. it does seem then that there's a lot of there's probably not a lot of rules but there's a lot of bending of different things like what is cheating in this race because you can do a lot of things before the race to throw players off, to cause problems, to get people disqualified, or even just, like, I can imagine, like, one year there's an entire religion religion that got run out of town the day before the race. Why? Well, they couldn't race that way. That, that was the only reason was if they couldn't race, then they had no chance of winning, so then they had to run them all out of town. What if we brought it back to John Wick with, like, the, the high table and the... Uh, hotel uh, continental mm-hmm. um, you have a you have a very core set of rules like no business on company grounds mm-hmm. I don't exactly know how that would uh, I know exactly over. how we could do that mm-hmm. well go ahead so no business on company grounds there is one rule whenever it comes to this race you are not allowed to kill anybody in mm-hmm. this race and that one group that got kicked out before was the group that killed somebody that's your story, at least as far as I could see it. That group has returned. Mm. They've snuck their way back into this in hiding as another group. And your group, I mean, we always say this, but your group has been hired on as bodyguards for this race. 
to protect them. Every year, it's mostly an ornamental thing because it's party. (laughs) It is well known that if you break the rules, you will be thrown out and possibly worse happen to you. So it's mostly an ornamental position that you get to be there as bodyguards. But you're there and you start seeing things that are going on that tells you maybe somebody's hiding something. An adjustment to that. Have someone in your group be asked to be a racer. So everyone should have at least some kind of faction connection that they, you could pull to say, hey, do you want to race for us? So you have a member of your party that is racing. And the deal is you donate the gold, you get to keep the item. And because you're racing, mention our name, the mayor's going to listen to us. So you don't even have to stick around. And have something be like the party is being stopped. Racers are reporting incidents that weird things are happening. And it's because this group is back and is trying to kill people in order to thin out the herd. So you're not necessarily bodyguards for the other racers. You're trying to keep yourself alive. That could work. So, And especially if you've got like the paladin is like, yeah, I'm going to go race. And we're all going to go. And it's going to be a great time. Racers are ending up dead. Um, we should leave. No, no, I can't. I can't leave. This is my honor. Oh, great. (laughs) Just the rogue is like, this is an issue every time we go into. Why can't we just leave? (laughs) So, but having the party connection to the race then makes it to where not necessarily they're trying to keep the rules in line, but they're also trying to stay alive because they could end up being killed. I do still like, though, that the one rule is you don't kill a racer. Yeah, I would like, I would have it maybe even up until when the race starts. It's kind of like the rules get a little more gray like once the race starts if it's an open contract like in john wick once you're off the continental then yeah you can do whatever you want so once once you're actually in the field but as long as you are working towards the race you are under the protection of the high table you can't kill a racer so like you now if you die during the race because of an accident that's that's Mm -hmm. that happens Mm -hmm. it's a danger right yeah but you, you can kill their team though Mm-hmm. You can kill the mechanics, the no mechanic building their vehicle. So everyone has these bodyguards, not for the racers, because the racers have, in theory, protection, but everyone else is fair game. That'd be interesting. So this group has come in and they've learned their lesson. They can't kill a racer, but they can kill whoever else they want to. And the loopholes established during the the period that you're there because everybody else is like, oh yeah, we're good. We don't have to worry about racer yeah. being killed. We're good. They, they're not aware that there is this threat to everyone else. Yeah. And so, you know, they're they're kind of complacent. And so as people start turning up dead, then the stakes get more intense because it's like, I don't know who's next. So that's how you could work that in there. Instead of being like, yeah. oh yeah, we should definitely build up the stakes against mm-hmm. everyone else. Have some kind of assassination attempt against your party even. Mm-hmm. That middle of the night, the in your end burns down. There are a lot of people staying here who weren't racers, aren't there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm, maybe we should look into this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm stuck. This is something I'm going to have to come up with on my own. But where I'm currently stuck is why, which is always our thing. But like, why would another group kill somebody? What would make them do that? And then why would they want to come back? That's difficult for this one to not make it cheesy or corny. That's really difficult. So I'm, I might need a minute on this one, but I like it. I like what we've got. Yeah. Do you want to take our... Um, a quick break to scribble out everything. Mm-hmm. I'm good. So, I tried desperately to figure out a why, <laughs> and then it occurred to me that this was based on John Wick. So, 
with that in mind. Your team has been hired on to act as officials at a long-running race that is occurring in this, excuse me, that is occurring in this major city. This is an unofficial race, and for your party, they hear about this as having some magnificent prize that they're giving away this year, some fantastic thing that has above and beyond any of the other prizes that they've done in the past. And because of that, they feel they need extra officials on the course and around the place just to ensure that everything runs smoothly. Again, it is mostly ornamental because most bad things have only ever happened here once before. If your characters ask about what that bad thing was that happened, they'll get some skirted answers, but they'll eventually be told that someone died. A female racer died of mysterious circumstances right after winning the race. Um, your team gets hired on, and they will be going through the process of taking care of the race. Starting off, they are going to be required to inspect the vehicles to see that all of them are up to code. And um, each of these I'm describing, you can take and broaden out as their own scene. But essentially, introducing the drivers, introducing the different people so that the characters actually get to meet the important characters through inspecting the vehicles, finding out what kind of magic is going on here, maybe making some connections. From there, moving on, there is a driver's banquet that occurs the night before the race. At this driver's banquet, you get a bit more of an idea of who the power players are in this beyond just meeting the drivers. You might meet up with some of the teams. You might actually see the mayor at this banquet. Again, it's non-sponsored, but this is a big deal, and he's kind of a fanboy. So you get to meet all of this, and I believe something needs to happen at this banquet, something where you end up finding some kind of evidence of something going on. Whether that evidence is a misplaced item that is left behind on a table or whether this is a body that is found somewhere. If it's a body, I think it needs to be kept hush-hush. However, you push your players to do that, and the body would be of a driver. So you would be essentially at that point requiring your party to send one of theirs in to be the driver to keep this thing running smoothly, because it's a big deal. Um, what you do find out over the course of this time is that the prize that's being offered is the original cart of the person that died. That this is a piece of their history. They feel it is a valuable asset to have. Nobody has completely figured out what it was that was done to this cart. So it is it is essentially untouched. So you get to unlock all of this history as well as all of the magic that might be connected to it. So it's a big prize to be offered. At the race the next day, depending upon whether you decide to throw in a body or not, the race should go off mostly without a hitch. Um, you'll have a couple of situations where um, it might get tense. If you want to throw one of your players into this, you know whatever you decide to do as far as a mechanic for the race is concerned. And um, at the end of this, you land on presenting the prize. Now, for you as the GM, you're going to get to decide who won this. But um, here is the backstory to what's going on here, and this is my why. What essentially has occurred is the person that died was the wife of what is going to be our John Wick character. 
John has shown up and is attempting to run this race and is attempting to win this race for two reasons. Number one, he wants not the car, but something that was left inside of the car. It is the last piece of his wife that he wants to maintain and hold on to and has not been able to get. The other reason is that he knows he'll get the ear of the mayor, but he doesn't really want the ear of the mayor. He wants to kill one of the mayor's advisors, who is the person who set up his wife to be murdered. It was all a ploy in the back end that um, John's wife had done a job. This was the final task of the job that was meant to launder some funds and be a final payoff so that she could leave. And instead of letting her go, they killed her off. So John is back to have his revenge and get that piece back. Now, for you as the GM, if John's character ends up winning, then he gets to take the prize and leave. If John's character does not end up winning, you might have a bit of a fight on your hands. I know this is not really detailed what I'm giving, but I feel it provides enough of a skeleton that you can add in a whole ton with this. Mm -hmm. At the very least, that why for me gives some support to the GM to be like, okay, if not this, then this. And like what I said, if they find a body, it could very well be that John has snuck his way in here this way. It could very well be that nobody knows who John was. So he's just acting as one of the drivers mm -hmm. in this course. He doesn't actually have to kill anybody, but you could find evidence there of like, oh yeah, that one time whenever we had a person that was on the track and that was the one time somebody died and you might find like trinkets around that call back to that old race, telling the players that, hey, there's a deeper connection here than just the prize. But that's what I have in mind. I like the idea, too, then that this is it's been a while since that race. But it, John Wick's come back because of the prize that's being offered. He's been kind of biding his time. And this is the perfect time to come back because he can do two birds with one stone. Mm -hmm. It's very it does fit the John Wick genre as well as I, I like the idea that John Wick is just some nobody. And he wasn't really special. He's just trying to get revenge. It's yeah. kind of like, what if John Wick was killed? his wife go after him mm, maybe all right mine not nearly as fantastical quite simple really but um so premise is there's a semi-annual race that happens in this town race with chariots and the whole town turns out for this event that's quite large and as such it also has a certain set of rules that goes with it but i will get to that eventually so the winner of this chariot race gets 5,000 gold and also gets dinner at the mayor's house. The mayor is happens to be a fanboy. He really likes the races. He gets all excited. You get to spend the whole dinner time with him just talking about races and just, it's a limited thing. The mayor is a busy man. He can't visit with all the petty plebs. So your party comes into this town because they're chasing a bounty. The bounty to be collected on this ruthless murderer, but when they get into town, they realize that this guy just so happened to have entered the race. Okay, he's in the race, now what? Well, they can't pull him out because once a racer is locked in, the contestants cannot be kicked out unless they uh, break the one cardinal rule, which is no killing a racer. Well, the guy's not going to kill a racer because they think his next target is the mayor. And he's done absolutely nothing that would contradict that. But he's also not really one to participate in a race. It doesn't follow, doesn't track. Maybe this is the only way he could get to the mayor because security's hyped up right now. So 
given the circumstances, your options are allow him to win and collect the bounty on the finish line, or get involved with the race and directly sabotage him. And I like this one. Rogue option. Kill him. The worst thing to happen. We can't compete in the race ever again. He's already a criminal. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? I thought that was quite easy and simple. And much as I've never played the rogue, I really like the idea of it's like, well, clear cut simple. What is the problem? Let's just do it that way. So, then some options for you. Play up the racer and allow him to get to the mayor. Or you just kill him because he's already a criminal. You got a bounty for him. And it's not like you'd face any negative circumstances coming out from that. So, that was mine. Save the racer, save the world. <laughs> And oh, even if you kill, and you kill him too, like we can't race. Oh, we'll leave this one town that we don't really care about anyway. Drats. <laughs> yeah. Until they have to go back to the one town. Like, hey, you know what happened at one town? Yeah, you killed someone you weren't supposed to, and you're not Ew. allowed back. Excommunicado. <laughs> Consequences. So for mine, I also was struck with the realization that this is John Wick we're talking about. You are owing a favor. This is going to work really well if you have a rogue in the party or someone who's dabbled in the nefarious, so it doesn't have to be a rogue exactly. Mm -hmm. But you are in a situation where you owe John Wick a favor. (laughs) So this is a prequel to John Wick 1. John Wick wants out. You owe John a favor. And he calls it in. Um, and the rules of the system are, you know, no, no, uh, business conducted on company grounds. No business on company grounds. And you have to honor all marks, including not killing the person you have a mark with. So that's, that's the system that your party member has bought into. And if you deny this call, there is no ends as to how far this organization is going to hunt you down. That's just the rules. So eventually you get the party to come in and meet with John Wick and he goes, so I want out. Um, John Wick is a warlock. John Wick has told his deity demon that he wants out of the contract. Okay. And so, (laughs) so what has happened is uh, in exchange for winning this race, the demon has agreed to relinquish all ties to John, including Mm -hmm. his soul, letting him go back about his life. Mm -hmm. So this kind of brings back in the idea of the race is sponsored and whoever wins the race per se gets a lot of recognition. Well, this demon wants the recognition. However you want to manifest that is up to you. Um, If it's open that John Wick is tied to a certain demon, then okay, kind of like he was tied to the Russian mafia in the first movie. (laughs) So your job is you have to find a way to help John Wick win. If you get caught breaking the rules, you are excommunicado. They will come after you, and that is the end of the story. They will keep coming after you, and you can just roleplay being John Wick the rest of the time your character's alive. Um, you walk into a store, roll initiative. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> you yeah. walk out of the store, roll exactly, initiative. Exactly, exactly. You made it home, roll initiative. The next if, one shot. If you win then you aren't obligated anymore. You fulfill your contract with John. John gets to go about his way, and you are no longer tied to this favor that you own. If you don't follow through, they keep hounding you, but really it's just a prompt, and however John wins the race, 
How you go about it, breaking the rules or not breaking the rules, is entirely up to the party. So that is the party's job. Where the mechanic would come back in and be be a nice thing to flesh out. But that leaves it open to, and, and this is kind of how I like to make structure things, whatever direction the party wants to go, they are more than welcome to go that direction. It's just you have a goal and you have consequences. <laughs> That's it. And you have John on your side. So milk, milk that for all it's worth, too. It is John Wick. As a side note, it rem- discussing playing John Wick in D&D mm-hmm. makes me think of one of the YouTube memes that was Lord of the Rings. But every time Samwise takes a step, he says, this is one more step. Oh and this goodness. is the farthest away from home I will ever oh, be. Oh, brother. It's like nine hours long. Yeah. <laughs> it's marvelous. So for my version of this, one of your party members is asked, by a contact in a group that they're affiliated with. You can choose whether or not it's a religious group or faction or even like a convert cult that owes them a f- they're owed a favor to. They are asked to be a racer in this annual race. And this is a citywide race. It is not funded by the city, but by the local merchant guilds. This is a way of kind of boosting business, I think. Because I was trying to think, what's an interesting way of having the race in the city where it's not illegal? the merchants are hosting it because this is every four years we get a nice boost in business people are going to buy stuff we can show off the newest items if someone wins a car this car they purchase those wheels at my store it's not technically sponsored but there's a lot of stuff wrapped up in the glory and honor of it so your team goes in and basically they're kind of just tag along like well hang on the city see a cool race maybe get some gold off of it and you have the very typical prize of a whole lot of gold, maybe a cool magical artifact, and there is a political hype as well. Because, like in Casey's, the mayor is a huge fan of this race, even though he can't race in it because he's in a political office. I like the idea that in yours, the one merchant that becomes super popular at the race is the merchant that sells grease. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The one time he gets to shine. Or the person (laughs) that sells oil. (laughs) Um, So... Your team gets there. Everyone's there, of course. You have all the other different groups that show up, including some that are... You don't have to be affiliated to race. You just have to have a cart. But there are certain groups that just are there because they want to prove that everyone else is stupid. And again, like the gnome tinkerer show up with their cart that has all the cool gadgets. Why? Because they can show off the cool gadgets. Who cares? While you're there, however, the race is approaching. And I figure you get there probably like three days prior. So it's not a super long time you're in the city, but... You've got a little bit of time to kind of play around, get used to the cart potentially. Um, another racing team, they have kind of the, what is it in, in NASCAR? We have your people that change up tires, the pit crew. Are they wearing black jackets and are also <laughs> from Sweden? <laughs> no, but they're um, walking around in super slick back hair, snapping all the time. Uh, I.e. the <laughs> evil team, the evil hockey team from Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> I've never seen it. You have a pit crew that has turned up dead. Um, the racer is alive. So the one rule that you can't kill a racer didn't get broken, so they can't do anything as far as a race goes. But the city's like, we have five dead people on our hands two days before a race. And this is very obviously a hit job about the race. So now everyone's on high alert, including your party who is attacked. And this is where I would have some kind of secret system and, like, Okay, so you're the person racing, right? Here's this note that gets slid under your door. And the note's like, if you don't lose back out of the race, your party will die. So the party may not actually get to see the note depending upon the player. But the player is being threatened. The party is being threatened. 
other people are having this problem, so you've got to figure out, do you hunt down the person doing this, which is going to possibly distract you from the race if you can't get training in? Are you going to just let it slide? Are you going to end up getting killed by accident? Because it's possible if there's a bunch of hit people out there, they could get you. But what is actually going on behind the scenes that you as a GM is running? The um, Previously, someone was killed in a race. And the person killed was someone who had a beef with a previous mayor. And the mayor, because they knew what would happen if they won, had that person killed. Well, they broke the rule about the race. But they, there's a lot of like the weird legality of they weren't technically a racer, but they're in a legal position. Either way, they run out of office, run out of town. They are back for revenge of sorts. That they are trying to get back into good graces so they can at least have some kind of political power that they used to. And run for office again. <laughs> no, if they win, they just know that they're going to have the ear of the current mayor. So they mm. don't have to run for office. They just need to win so they can at least get to where they can be basically a puppet ruler. Or a shadow ruler. That this mayor can stay, that's fine. They just need to get, they have four years to get in good graces. So the next race, they just, they're sitting pretty. They can do whatever they want. So if you find out about the mayor, you can have him arrested. You can have him kicked out and the race can go on as normal. But if you don't find out about the mayor, if he loses, he's going to kill as many people as possible with his group that he's brought in. As well as try to overthrow the current mayor. If he... And if he wins, of course, then he gets everything he wants and it's fine. So you're going to have to keep track sort of as to how well the party member does in the race and the mayor. Because if the mayor wins, he's got a magical artifact as well of a lot of political intrigue. This town is in a lot of trouble. But if he loses, you guys could have a bunch of people dead on your hands if you don't catch him. The mayor has his own ear. <laughs> Pretty much. But I like that because I'm like, what kind of like case, like what's the reason for killing off someone? You really don't like them and you want the political power. Yeah, that's a good enough reason, I think. And especially if this is a merchant guild that's doing it, there's no political ties. They can just show back up, technically. There's really no reason for them not to be in the race. Or if they're in disguise, no one's going to know. And they're like, I am just an old man who wanted to be a racer one day. And like they're an elf that's thousands of years old. I'm like, I can just rule this town now. So... That, that would be what I would do. It gives the players a couple of options as to whether or not they actually stop this person or if they even care. <laughs> mm. And it does put a party member in the race itself. So that is what I would do. Clever. And I would make sure to describe lots of scenes of people zipping around corners and crashing into each other and all fun racing stuff you have to do. <laughs> Tokyo Drift. <laughs> we just we just need to we just need to run a campaign in the John Wick universe. Like that just needs to be fleshed out into an RPG I'm, system. I'm sure this it is, is somewhere. <clears throat> this is the second one we've done that's based around John Wick. Yeah, because the first one murder we did hobo. was uh, was it the murder hobo? Yeah, no, was that John Wick? I thought it was hobo with a shotgun. It was, but yeah. it became John Wick. Oh uh, yeah, it was hobo with a shotgun. But we also did a murder hobo scenario. Well, Anyways, either way, that has been a blank scenario, and we'll have to do a blank mechanic on the racing action Agreed. in a future episode. That'd be really cool. So on that note, we will see you next time, unless John Wick finds you, in which case, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excommunicado. <laughs>
Hello, this is Grumpy Elf. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. But before you dry your eyes of that sorrow, please drop by iTunes and give us a sweet five-star review. That helps boost your favorite crazy cryptids up in the charts and gets us noticed, which makes you popular for knowing us first. If you want more content, you can find us at potatocandynetwork.com. There we have links to our Facebook and Twitter, where we post on occasion merely for your chuckles. Finally, if you support us on Patreon, for around a dollar, you can help keep us from becoming homeless and keep that sweet potato candy content rolling your way. Hello, Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. (laughs) Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. (laughs) Nobody likes that guy.